As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. This week's reviewer of the week is Abby Betancourt, and she says, love these ladies. I'm in the last week, week and a half of my pregnancy tentatively with my second baby, and this podcast has been so much fun to listen to. My first birth with my eldest seems like such a blur, and there were so many things I just didn't know. This pregnancy, I feel way more relaxed, empowered, and joyful thanks to these amazing ladies. I've even shared the podcast with two of my other friends who are also pregnant. Thank you for giving me something to look forward to in my last days of pregnancy. And she signed it, Abby Betancourt, Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> so thank you so much. First of all, thank you for sharing. We absolutely love that all of you women that listen to this and share it just spreads knowledge and empowerment and joy between all, all of these women that we can't reach on our own. So we really appreciate that. But also how fun for you to have something that you can look forward to. Um, I know that for us, it feels like when you guys reach out to us, we feel like we know you. We have this relationship with you. Um, we're in this with you together. And that just feels really neat. So thank you so much for your support, your love, um, and for your review. I just have to say too that doing something a second time, a third time over – you know, let's say you never take a birth course, shame on you, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> let's say you never take a birth course and you, you're going to have confidence that comes with each subsequent pregnancy and birth. But yeah, the first time for a lot of things for me is a blur. That first birth, I can only remember highlights and I can remember others in greater detail. So that naturally happens when you, when you move through it. And obviously getting yourself more educated is going to increase that confidence heading into, you know, your birth number two or number seven. It doesn't matter. Everybody can learn something. All right. So this podcast episode is part of a two-part series, and it's going to serve two primary purposes. Number one, if you're on the fence about where to have your baby, hopefully these episodes will allow you to envision where you see yourself birthing and then help you make that decision. Um, secondly, if you already know where you're going to give birth, these episodes will help you like reaffirm that choice. What this episode will not cover are the drawbacks that come with home birth and the drawbacks that come with hospital birth when we cover that. Um, you can find out 
that in a little more detail in another episode that we'll link to in the show notes. But if you've been with us for a while, you know that between Steph and I, we have given birth almost every which way, not all of them, but most of them, right? We've done hospital, unmedicated, cesarean, in hospital with an epidural, um, at a birth center, water birth, and a home birth. And so we're going to be drawing on that plus our experience supporting women in all of these different settings and scenarios. And as always, you know if you've been with us that whatever you choose, we are supportive of. So in no way when we're saying one is better than the other are we dissing on the other side. This is part for fun um, and part for the reasons that women really choose to do these things. We want you to feel good about your choice ultimately. And so if you come to us and you say, I choose to give birth in a hospital, we're going to say, that's awesome. That sounds amazing. Hospital birth is great. And if you come to us and you say, I'm going to birth out of hospital, we're going to give the exact same response. That's awesome. That's great. So, But on that note, I feel like we would want to throw back at you, but why? And you should be able to give us a list of the reasons that matter for you. And so hopefully this will help you decide one way or the other and support and reaffirm that decision that you're already leaning towards. So without further ado, these are our reasons why out-of-hospital birth, that means either at home or at a birth center, is better. The first reason is that all the people you want to have there can probably be there depending on where you're at. If you're birthing at your home, that is absolutely true, right? You can have your husband, your partner there. You can have your doula there. You can have your photographer or videographer. Your other children can be present. Really, everybody's welcome if you're giving birth at your home. Now, if you're birthing at an out-of-hospital birth center, there may be some different policies regarding this, but more often than not, from what we've heard and what the consensus is around the nation, Um, At the very least, you can have your partner, your husband there for sure, probably a doula. And from there, you'll just have to talk to your midwife if there's anybody else you want and make sure they give you the all clear. Yes, but we can also thank COVID a tiny bit, right? Because if you are at home and you don't want people there, you can use the excuse that, well, my (laughs) midwife says we can only have so many people in this space because of COVID. Sorry, mom, dad, grandpa, whatever, right? Whoever you don't (laughs) want to be there, right? So I guess then ultimately you have a lot more say in who can or cannot be at your birth. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest questions that we got or biggest concerns that we got from women when COVID hit and they stopped allowing even birth partners for a while into the birth space. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, But they've gone back and forth on this week you can have a doula and this week you can't. And so that it matters who you have in your birth space. And we've seen a lot of women who have specifically transferred from hospital care to out of hospital birth care. Um, specifically for this reason. In other words, they want to be able to have their doula. They want to be able to have that support. It's important enough to them to say, I am I'm comfortable and willing to move my birth space so I can have these things that are important to me. And we also saw during that time that insurances, which they still are, insurances are actually covering out-of-hospital care. And don't quote us on that. Not all of them are doing it, but we have saw this shift of, of insurances saying, you know what? The safest place for you now is out-of-hospital, which should also give confidence to anyone looking looking at out-of-hospital birth care um, because it means that they know, which you should know, that your body's made to do this. That aside from very emergent situations, you can give birth comfortably and safely out of the hospital just as well as you can in the hospital. Honestly, it felt like a little bit of a win when Steph and I read that, that <laughs> you have hospitals, insurance Huge. companies, yes. MDs saying, you know what, if you are healthy and low risk, it might be safer for you to be out of hospital. That was like, yeah. Yeah, kind of that like side eye, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. They say, say that it. a little louder. Yeah. yeah. Louder for the people in the back. Another reason that we think out of hospital birth can be better is it is easy to physically relax during labor. So obviously in a hospital setting, you're going to have a lot more people running around, taking blood pressure, looking at you, monitoring you. They, they have a lot of policies and insurance things over their head that make them a little more involved where they might not need to be and where it can actually cause a little less physical comfort for you. So remember that one of the keys to dilating um, and avoiding discomfort is being allowed to relax in any way that makes you feel comfortable. Now, whether that's in your home or a place that feels more like home, which birth centers are really made up to be that way. If you've ever been to a birth center, typically their birthing suite has a bed with normal looking sheets, like not just the white sheets, right? Like right. it's got color and there's decorations and things on the wall and maybe they have um, a diffuser nearby or you can light candles. It's It's got a much more homey feeling and that really does change how you physically relax relax during birth, which can make for an easier, more comfortable experience. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, there's really not an easy way around this sterile environment that a hospital can bring, right? You've got the bright, harsh, fluorescent lights. You've got the sterile smell. Um, everything's very stiff and kind of cold. And for a lot, a lot of women, beeping. there's a lot of beeping, um, a lot of rushing around. You know that you're one of many, many women there, right? And so none of those things are super conducive to a relaxing physical environment. And I know one of the things that moms who birth out of hospital love is that, hey, if you want to work through contractions outside in your hammock, you can totally do that. Don't want to leave your shower for any reason at all? Uh, you can do that as long as your hot water keeps going, right? Um, if you need to take a walk outside, you can do that. It's like yes to all of it. And so you can create a very physically relaxing environment. And that physical relaxation is only going to help your body move and work through birth in a in a more efficient and easier way, I think. Yeah, and more comfortable. Way. You know, something that we talk about having you guys do um, is bringing yourself through the birth experience. And so, when you are envisioning your dream birth or envisioning what this is going to look like for you and your body, your baby, your spouse, I want you guys to pause and to get into that space. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it look like? Because the hospital birth space. Everything about it tells you you're not where you normally are. The hospital bed moves up and down and, and in the and out and all kinds of stuff. The plastic rubbery feeling, yes. the firm mattress that's not comfortable. Right. The couches in the room are the plasticky, same thing. Yeah. Like everything is meant to be moved and wiped around. There's a giant light that comes from the ceiling to stare directly into your nether region, okay? There are all <laughs> these like fun things that tell you this is not my normal space. And so I think what Courtney's talking about is like really recreating 
creating that home feel um, because all of that leads like even don't you know like when you're having anxiety or something or things are just out of place even if you're not immediately recognizing your body is having reactions to that and so if your goal is to try to keep everything as normal and natural as possible then something like being at your home or in a birth center is going to give you a little taste of that and this is very instinctual for women we we kind of laugh and joke about nesting right Mm -hmm. nesting is an animal instinct you'll see cats and dogs go and like you know find comfy places with lots of sheets and and they'll make it their own right they're nesting we do the same thing we joke that we're cleaning and we're getting baby's nursery ready and we're nesting to bring baby home but that's not all we're doing we're also nesting to prepare a comfortable environment um, in which we can give birth the difference I think is that a lot of women don't then utilize that nesting environment that they've created for the birth itself unless you're having a home birth. Right. Along those same lines, another reason why we think out-of-hospital birth is amazing is because you have more birthing options available to you. Um, Many things that you might not have available to you in a hospital setting. You can have a birth tub, right? Maybe it's an inflatable tub, maybe it's a set birthing tub, but you can probably give birth in the water if that's what you want. If you're pushing and it's not really progressing the way you want, you can move to a birth stool. I haven't seen a ton of those in a lot of hospitals, although some do have them. Um, Your midwife is likely trained in um, herbology. I know that as Steph and I have looked into um, midwifery programs, that's definitely one of the options that they give you is an understanding of herbs and homeopathics and things that can help support your body um, during birth. So you have access to those things. Your midwife is also likely to be familiar with fetal positioning so that in the event that let's say your water breaks and you don't have contractions going for a while, your midwife has at her disposal a ton of knowledge, um, both with those herbs, like we talked about positioning, lots of other things to help get your birth going in a safe way that the hospital might not offer. Yeah. And I would say the same goes for your prenatal care. And that kind of moves us into our next thing about less protocol to work through. Um, However, specifically for moms who experience prodromal labor or you're having issues with high blood pressure or other things that come up during the pregnancy that sometimes in a hospital setting get lean to a little bit more towards the emergent, maybe when it doesn't need to be, those things are taken care of in a much more natural way. So we even had a mom recently that reached out to us. She had gone into the hospital to have, she was expecting to have an out-of-hospital birth. She went into the hospital to have an ultrasound to take a look at baby, check blood pressure, all of those things, make sure that everything looked okay as she got a little closer to the end of her birth experience. And they wanted to keep her there. In fact, they used all these methods to try to keep her there. Um, Luckily, she had her home birth midwife on the phone with her and was like, okay, they're saying X, Y, and Z. And her midwife said, well, it's your choice, but you can sign an AMA, and which is against medical advice. You have to sign and, and write yourself out. And it was funny because she, a week later, was meeting with that midwife, her home birth midwife, and she's like, well, look at that, because it wasn't an emergency or we wouldn't be here. And the truth is that baby would have been taken earlier than they should have been. Um, and mom would have been put through this whole rigmarole of stuff that she didn't necessarily need to go through. So I think that having somebody who understands birth, understands women's bodies, is a woman herself in most cases, not that you can't have a man, um, I think all of that together kind of gives you just, at least for me, a more comfortable, gentle, uh, like 
unconditioned experience where mm-hmm. it, it's just everything feels more natural in that space. Yeah, because there is a very standard procedure when you show up at the hospital, right? You know that you are going to be asked to pee in a cup because apparently they need to make sure that you're pregnant. I'm just kidding. That's not, all, <laughs> that's not all they're checking for. But you're going to be asked to change into a hospital gown. You're going to be given a vaginal exam. You're going to be hooked up to monitors for about 20 minutes to see what your contractions are doing. Um, there's Generally a- asked to stay in a bed, leaned back. Right. Now they're going to be probably having you do a COVID test. There's all these different things that we know are protocol in hospital. And um, a lot of that is, I don't want to say that there's not a protocol for out of hospital birth. There are some things. It's not nearly as rigorous, I guess you could say, which means that when you are entering your birth space, right, whether that's at a birth center or, you know, the midwives are coming to your home, it's not going to feel so standard. The focus of care isn't going to be protocol, but compassion and attending to you and your needs and supporting you through this thing that they know your body can do. Right. And with an out-of-hospital birth, you're going to have a care provider who's going to be with you for a long part of your labor. So they'll be in touch with you early on. We're having contractions. This is what we're doing. Back and forth with all that. You'll see them in your home um, or at the birth center for one-on-one prenatal care. But you're also going to move into when it's labor time, you have somebody that's consistently there with you versus a hospital. Sometimes if you have, um, particularly with midwives, a CNM, they will do a lot of that with you. Um, It just depends on their workload and Mm -hmm. and other patients that they have. But if you're looking at OB care, and nothing wrong with this, but they do spend a lot less time with their patients and you really only see them, generally speaking, at the end for delivery. Um, And once baby's there, they really don't stay that much longer after and you won't see them again. Maybe you'll see them one time after that before you leave the hospital. It's likely you won't and then you won't see them again until another six weeks. I loved that my midwife was pretty much only watching me, not three or four other clients and monitoring them from an offsite location, right? Maybe if you're at a birth center, there may be one. I've never heard of three women at a birth center at once. Have you? <laughs> I, I've heard not of locally. two. Not no. locally, right? But you know, maybe there's one other person there if you're at a birth center. If it's a home birth, it's just you, and they're just watching you. They're watching you and not simply the monitors or relying on nurses to convey all that information to them from afar. Um, One of the things I love is that likely working out of hospital means that you're going to get to know your midwife really well since there probably aren't as many of them in the practice. I know that um, a couple of the OB practices that I personally attended had a staff of like 10 plus doctors. And while most of my prenatal appointments were with the same physician, I was always a little apprehensive towards the end of like, who's going to actually show up to my birth. And I would ask for the on-call schedule. And if there was a doctor I didn't really like, I would be like praying my guts out that I didn't go into labor during that time when that person's on their shift. So um, when you're in a setting out of hospital, you're maybe working with just a few midwives that you get to know very well, one particularly well, and that's likely who's going to be with you during your birth. So we talked about the physical part, but it's also easier to mentally and emotionally relax. There's a comfort that comes in knowing that your out-of-hospital birth team wants exactly what you want. 
Uh, nobody's going to fight you on things like eating and drinking during labor, which is necessary, by the way. Okay, if you don't want an IV or wearing your own clothes, which that happened to be something that was really important to me. Um, and that's one of those things that we said, you know, you're in a different place. You know, having to put on that gown tells you, yeah, this is not something I'm normally wearing. It's just yeah. another thing that puts you out of place. But being able to walk around outside um, or if you want to stay in your shower the whole time, which we just talked about, nobody's going to be pushing unnecessary meds or making you feel badly for skipping the eye ointment or because you didn't want the hep B. Basically, the birth is in your hands and they're just there to support you along the way, which makes a huge difference for your mental space. Yeah, it means that you feel comfortable saying yes to all the things you do want and no to all the things you don't want. And you know that nobody's really going to put up a stink about it, right? And both that physical relaxation and this mental and emotional relaxation, all these things are likely true for your partner as well. You know, sometimes we forget that they have feelings about being in these places too, right? So guys that say that they feel really uneasy in a super medical hospital type setting may find that they prefer, um, you know, their space at home a little, of course, they're going to be more relaxed in that environment, right? And it's important to take into account how they feel as well. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen the opposite too, right? Where a lot of dads are like, wait, why would you not do this in the safest place in the world being the hospital? Right. Um, But then how many times do they go and interview with their wives for one of these out of hospital midwives? And they're like, okay, I'll do whatever I can. Like, we're absolutely doing it this way. I get it. So all of that. Yeah. And, and I think too, we don't talk about this enough, but like the postpartum, prenatal and postpartum, but like your moods and things. There, There's so much more that goes into this. And I think one of the things that I don't like the most that I hear from um, doctors or just from people who push back, like, you don't have to be a hero. Like, you don't have to do this thing to, like, have As this experience. As if that's experience. why you're doing it. Right. But it is part of it. Like, there's a huge part of this that at the end, you're going to look back and remember how you felt, how you were treated, how you, how you were made to, like, either feel empowered or, like, you couldn't do this. And so it is part of it. And I think it's important to talk about about that and that you create that space that's safe for you to have a good recovery from it. Yeah, and that leads perfectly into our next reason why out-of-hospital birth is better. If you want an unmedicated birth, you are way, way more likely to get it in this kind of a setting. We know that having an unmedicated birth is a goal for many of you. Um, When our students who come into our birth course introduce themselves and our members group, a lot of them are talking about how, you know, an unmedicated birth is really what I'm shooting for. It's what I'm hoping for, what I'm dreaming of. And while you can totally achieve that in a hospital setting, I mean, I'm living proof of that. I did it three times, had an unmedicated hospital birth and they were great. You guys, I'm not going to pretend that they weren't, but there really aren't pain medications to offer to you (laughs) at an out of hospital birth other than maybe the laughing gas, right? The nitrous oxide. And so that kind of takes that option off the table and makes it so that in all but maybe five to 10% of instances or whatever your transfer rate is, you're gonna get that unmedicated birth. But I do feel like it's important to mention here, if you're at an out of hospital birth and you reach a place where you're like, I really, I really want that epidural, I hope you know that you certainly could transfer to a hospital mid birth and get that epidural. And some women choose to do that because that's the choice that they felt was best for them and we support that. Having an unmedicated birth 
allows you to feel all the things. Yes, those tough, intense sensations, but those highs and that euphoria and that rush of, of love and yeah, pride, right? Like, <laughs> look what I just did as well. So, And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to want to feel that way. So yeah, if you want an unmedicated birth, you are way more likely to get it birthing in an out-of-hospital setting. Definitely with an out-of-hospital birth, you are going to be more likely to get rest and care postpartum. So when you are at a birth center, it's likely that you're only going to be there a couple hours postpartum. I was unless you've got Yeah, yeah unless you've got some traumatic things that they're trying to get under control and maybe they're talking about a transfer for bleeding or other things that way, you're going to be sent home a couple hours after having your baby. Um, and then, then if you're at home, obviously, you just get to go to your own bed. But you, you rest and recover in your own bed with your own pillows, with your own smells, nobody's coming in every two hours. There's no blinking lights um, or annoying noises or people checking your blood pressure or waking you up because it's time to feed the baby. Like, Or it's time to feed you. You didn't right. turn in your menu to the cafeteria. Oh my goodness. Yes. So usually you're going to have a birth team that's very focused on helping you have a restful recovery. And the other part of that, like we talked about before, is that you don't have to wait six weeks to see your care provider again. Either if you're at a birth center, they you may have you come in a week or two after postpartum, but they're going to be calling and checking on you. If you have a home birth midwife, they're going to be coming to your house to come in and check on you. So there's all these different ways that you're going to have love, care, support, and somebody that can kind of stand interim before you hit that six-week period, which by the way, if we're lasting, I mean, things go nuts in six weeks. You're a new mom. If you have serious issues, whether that's um, postpartum physical issues, mental, emotional, spiritual things that are going on, those things come up really quick and they don't leave before the six week. They just get worse. So if you can catch these things early, which is what this kind of care does, then you're already ahead of the game. Obviously, Steph and I know many midwives, and I love either on Facebook or on social media somewhere when they're posting a picture driving home after a birth. Mm -hmm. And I always love it because there's a phrase that you hear often, and they're like, you know, it felt so good to tuck this little family into bed Mm -hmm. for the night. Mom, dad, baby, everybody. You know, and sometimes they'll say things like we made sure there was something in the crock pot or we, Mm -hmm. you know, cleaned up a little bit. There is so much love and care that goes into that. And just that phrase, the family tucked into bed before I quietly shut the door and left, like, I don't know, that just feels so good to me. And maybe that does for you too. I don't even know if I should be saying this because I do have, I don't know if it's a chip on my shoulder or if it's a soapbox moment, but I think one of my most frustrating things, and this is simply for the providers that I have met or dealt with that I feel this way in a hospital setting, particularly with a few OBs, I have asked myself, why did you choose this if you don't love women? Mm. And I do find that the majority of care providers for out-of-hospital care love women. They do it because they feel called to it. They do it because they feel like they need to get back to this community of women that is is leading and guiding our communities. Um, They do it because they have something inside them, generally as a woman that tells them, you know, we need to care more about these women. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get that with good OBs or anything like that. But I I will say the majority of what I've come across is that the out-of-hospital care providers are so loving and warm and take you as a whole person instead of just the next patient on the list for the 15-minute appointment that we have, and I'll see you in a couple weeks for your delivery. It's a very different feel. And so 
if you are a care provider listening or if you are a nurse or anyone medical, please know we totally love and support all of the good care providers out there. Um, and so that, I, I didn't, yes, OB. I didn't mean anything by yeah. that. And I will say even like with my cesarean birth, with my first, like it was the nurses that were my like lifesaver. So um, there's good care everywhere. Remember, this is the why we think out of hospital is better. So we promise that in the next one, we will cover all the reasons why, we think why hospital is incredible. I mean, if we're being honest here, midwives aren't in it for the money, right? Yeah. There's got to be some other driving force behind it. And for a lot of them, it's because they love the women that they serve. All right. The last reason we think that out of hospital birth is better is because often your newborn visits are covered by your midwife. Um, maybe from a financial perspective, that's attractive to you. But for a lot of women, um, by the time your baby arrives, you've likely developed a lot of love and trust with your midwife. And how nice that you don't have to transfer your baby's care to a pediatrician right away. I feel like this mm-hmm. is especially important for first-time moms where you've never been to this pediatrician before. Maybe you did like a little consult with them and things seem okay, but you don't know if you're going to be on the same page. Um, and so to be able to have all those little newborn visits covered by this midwife who you know, like, and trust, I think is really um, comforting to women that want that. Yeah, and I will say even, especially for babies born, like, going into winter, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be at the pediatrician's office with all the sniffly-nosed little lovely children. (laughs) Come to my house. Yeah. For all these reasons and probably countless others that we haven't mentioned, If you've chosen an out-of-hospital birth, feel confident in that choice. It's a great choice if you're a healthy, low-risk mom and if this is the kind of setting that you imagine for your birth. And if you're on the fence about it, we have something special for you. We're going to provide you with some questions that you can use to go and interview midwives and kind of get a feel after listening to this and talking with them if this is going to be the right setting for you. In order to download that, you're going to want to go to myessentialbirth.com forward slash podcast, scroll down, click on the most recent episode there, and you'll find the link at the bottom. If you're an email subscriber, which we hope you are, then you'll get a link to that podcast blog post in the email. And remember, as always, we support you wherever you choose to give birth in whichever way you choose to do it. We hope some of this information is super helpful for you and helps you work through that. And remember that wherever you feel most comfortable, supported, loved, whatever feels best for you is the right place for you. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.